gentlemen, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the All Pro Jifos. Good morning on this lovely Saturday, where we bring you the highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan. I am your host, JP. Hey, yo. You guys already know Country K is always fashionably late, but until then, we've got guests on the show today. The man on the bottom, you already know the the... I, I can't use the other one anymore. Nope. Um, <laughs> uh, the quarterback for the Boston Omegas, and the we we would call him the the mouth of the South, but he's not from the South. We're trying to figure out some sort of name that does to you just going. I'm the I'm the yeast of the East because I'm a fun guy. How about that? You That's you disgusting. said it. You said that's it. disgusting, but I said it. He's that guy. <laughs> Corey Hammond is back, ladies and gentlemen. And today he's brought one of his teammates. They all know him by Goose, but now we get to know him by his name, Xavier. Is it Xavier or Xavier? There's two Ex- different ways I usually hear it. It's Xavier. It's Ex- Xavier. Okay, Xavier it- Vinny Goose to the. Uh, apparent maverick of Corey Hammond. Goose, welcome. <laughs> um, so I have to ask, what is it like being in the huddle and playing with Corey Hammond? Yeah, I'll mute myself. Go ahead. I'll, uh, it's it's like magical. Like, you know, he the way he picks apart the game in his brain, you know, the way he can see things and adjust to it um and he can take hits man he takes hits he takes hits and keeps on getting up and getting up and getting up and he's a very um he's not your typical quarterback you know quarterback after a while getting hit four or five times he's complaining he's he just he's a very uh all about the team it's uh i know you guys see him talk a lot but he's more all about all about the team and uh whatever can help the team win uh, I mean, we we definitely know that he can that he can talk, but we that's one thing that we do know, and we have given him credit for because there are a lot of highlights that we've seen. He gets smacked on a regular basis, and it, that may be because of the playing style. Um, that that's probably one of the main reasons on why he you do. It's my uh, face, <laughs> but. I mean, you know, like you said, he does have that toughness to him. He did keep getting up and one of the very few quarterbacks that I do know that doesn't necessarily, I wouldn't say not complain, but he complains, but then not complains. He complains that he's getting hit, but he doesn't complain. He's like, he just gets back up and and does his thing. So good to know that he's, he's that leader on the field. Oh yeah. He definitely, uh, that's why I think he's honestly, in my opinion, top three quarterback i mean you look at and that's no disrespect to the omegas you just look at the weapons that we have and that he's given with i don't think any other quarterback could have went this far especially lasting we're going into week four and he's still standing still talking and still um you know controlling our offense i mean you guys you guys haven't necessarily had the easiest road yeah, and and it, and it doesn't necessarily get any easier this week. Uh, you guys have played Huff and the Animals. 
yep. the U, the Watchmen. And now this week you're going into a, let's be real, a very pissed off BIC team. Absolutely. I was going to say that. Yes, absolutely. So as I say, it, it just gets tougher and tougher. But I mean, you guys kind of knew this already going in, being oh, a newer, newer division, newer team coming into the A7FL. But did you think it would literally be trial by fire, you know, your first four weeks? Essentially, you're playing what some would argue the top four teams in the league. Um, honestly, no. I mean, I don't really look at uh, my opponents just a, a regular opponent. You know, mm-hmm. I give uh, BIC their credit and their props, but at the end of the day, it's the team that we have to play. And some of us expect us to lose. Some of us teams expect us to lose, but uh, it's either a blessing or a learning curve. You know, it's it's a yeah. learning curve. No matter what you read, oh, we're a first year team. I hate to use that excuse, but you know, we're a first year team. Uh, we have weapons. We just don't have the right place to put them because of our numbers. You know, we have some linemen uh, that are tight ends. No. We have some defensive backs that are, you know, wide receivers going both ways. So um, I think we can honestly hang with them, you know, for a certain extent until the, the numbers getting catch up to us and uh, we get tired. Like the Snow Tribe, we they only had six points on us and it was going in the third quarter. So, um, yeah. I kind oh. I, I kind of looked at it like this, like, and I know you you say like you don't want to use it in, as an excuse, and I I I agree with you. I'm kind of one of those guys too, to where it just the excuses end up getting repetitive and old after a while. Yes, but there is an admission, at least in this case, being a new franchise. That yes, yeah, you can say, oh, it's an excuse. We don't we want to look past it. But there are certain realities, especially, like you said, with the numbers game. Eventually, people get tired, you know, playing Iron Man football the entire time. You know, again, we never thought we would see it. We were completely joking with Corey when we told him to go on defense. Uh, Was it week one? It was against the animals, right? We completely messed but that's the reality of the situation. The number one tackler. A half, yeah, there you go. Half tackle on the stat sheet, you know, but it, it, there are those realities. And we do see, at least with us on our end, we do see the potential of the team. It's just one of those, like you said, you just got to add the numbers. Yep. So has there, and, and Corey, maybe you can attest to this or know a little bit more. Has there been an effort to kind of boost the numbers? I mean, the, the squad? thing about... The thing about uh, the like the core group of guys that we have have been consistent. They're there, um, and no disrespect to the guys that are just kind of figuring it out. But you know, Goose would be the first one to tell you. There's there's a lot of guys that signed up that you know when when it comes down to it, you look at the thing in front of you, and you as a man and a football player, you say, "Do I want to do this, or am I good on this?" And a lot, even even the the top teams in this league, there's guys. Just muted myself there. My bad. That's that shows my age. Um, but e- even uh, even some of the top teams and the top guys, like like Rob, famously says he won't go to you know the games where he doesn't necessarily respect the opponent as an equal. He doesn't mm-hmm. even show up. You know, late in his career, obviously. You know, when he was 
you know, earning his stripes when BIC was getting their asses kicked like the Omegas. <laughs> um, that, that seems like uh, before my kids, which is basically ancient times now. Um, but, you know, there's a level of, of, of fortitude and courage that it takes for, you know, me and some of the New Jersey guys that joined the, the Boston team, you know, really late because of the circumstances. We just have to get there to the stadium. The, the Boston guys are are every single week driving minimum, you know, five, six hours. Yeah. Last week to to get that performance that we we gave the the watchman. And uh shout outs to those guys who uh certainly had their fun. The jerks. I, I, I didn't uh I, um, I didn't mean I didn't mean to get you on the highlight. No, 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 no. Look, that look, way, look. But... We it anybody that's brave enough to step on the field like... knows that there's a high likelihood of one way or the other, and that's that kind of goes into what I'm saying here. You know, you have, have to have a fortitude and courage to 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 do that, but also for these guys to make the commitment to not only football itself, shout out to Goose and Farrow and Terry and Bradley, right? All those guys and Samuel, uh, Samuel who's uh, or Samuel who's new, um, making us. He's been catching. Uh, he's been catching passes like an alligator. So hopefully, he doesn't see this. We'll, we'll work on that. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, to have that kind of commitment to football, mm-hmm. to the league, and to the, the the beginning of a journey, starting a division in a professional league, and yeah. for those guys especially, and that's why I wanted to have Goose on. Uh, for those guys especially, and Goose is the one who kind of stands out because he's been able to you know, get the statistical output and the performances that are visible on, on the games that, that you can watch on a7fl.tv and YouTube um, and be nice to me in the comment section. The, they never um, will know that. Well, if I ask, then maybe I'll promote even more. <laughs> you, hate you, and that's you've, pissed off, you've pissed off too many people for that to be. Well, I was talking, thing. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, Kenny Stansberry, and I don't know who you know who that is, but I'll read oh, yeah. it afterwards. I was talking to him about a specific play in the the Watchmen game in which a character by the name of Wolverine uh, was licking his chops trying to get to me. And he had a free rush and I did the little side dip and he only got my shin. And I was remarking how it's a fitting name because somehow his hand just touched my shin through a sock and I have scabs and abrasions and a bruise. So does he have claws? Does he not? I don't know. It's not confirmed. But I think we're leaning one way or the other. But the, the the main point that I was trying to make here before I started going off my stupid tangent was <laughs> most of the men that we line up against are the same dudes that in a fight when there's 70 people will say all types of shit. But when you're standing there and you only got the four guys to the to the 40 or, or you know, our, our, our 12 to their 40. And we'll, we're still standing there, you know, not backing down, not running away. And, and you know, yes, we've gotten beat down a bunch of times. You look at the scores, we can't deny that. Right. I will say, though, it takes a different type of person to stand there and take that beating than it does to stand behind the guys that are the starters and the main players because it is a seven-on-seven league. And to hide behind a 40-man roster and then to post on Instagram like that, that I got cut again when – just last week, Jay, I don't know if you were watching, the Snow Tribes quarterback quit mid-game. Yeah, I was. And uh, I I don't know if that's a referendum on the way that that team is run or the individual or just well, the Davis itself. On. But I know for a fact that the guy above me to over here, right here, Goose, 
if he was the quarterback for a team and things were going bad, I've seen him, not at quarterback specifically, but I've seen him fight through injury, exhaustion, and just flat out embarrassment at times because these teams are, are getting what they want. And I just saw a guy from the team that was trying to take a victory lap after we put up, you know, 270 yards with 12 guys on them and, and kept the score close for most of the game. They were trying to, they were, they were trying to take the victory lap and they're, they got guys quitting on their sideline. So, so that, that that's kind of one of the things that I didn't want it to get lost in the shuffle because at least how we like to handle things here, there's reasons for everything the way that it goes. The, certain reasons are not a reflection on how the team actually is. So when you look at the scores, if you never watched the game, you can look I'm at the trash score. Ass <laughs> yeah, th- this is a trash team. Why are they even in the league? Why? What the you hell? Want, is it? You want to hear a crazy act- stat before I derail your full thought? In my last five games as a starting quarterback, including the two in Vegas, in which I was undermanned against the team they called the Dream Team, which thanks Vegas. And then the first three games uh, with the Omegas, which we're, you know, we, we, we have talent, but we're still, again, understaffed. I am a combined loss, uh, 300 to 30. So, yeah, keep going, Jay, with that stats. Uh, don't tell the whole story because hopefully you redeem me. But again, it, it's certain certain points you can look at the stats and go, yeah, the team's pretty bad. But in other cases, the stats don't necessarily tell the entire story. Watch because when you actually again. watch, you know, like you said, you guys do have that keep battling. Doesn't matter how much we're down by, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep. You know, trying to play the game. You guys have haven't been skunked, so that's you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's shout out to the Watchmen. We won't go into the specifics there, but shout out to the Watchmen. <laughs> but but it's at a point where it does show, like you said, the courage that everybody has. Going, yeah, we're getting beat, but we're still playing because, like you said, most most guys wouldn't. Well, you know, and I think it's also important to know as we talk not only just about our team. And that's why I did bring Goose on is to kind of bring awareness to, you know, who the, who the guy is that has, what did we say? You got uh eight, eight and four. So you got 20 receptions on the year, 300 yards and a touchdown. Three oh, yeah. games. I think that's nice, but mm-hmm. you know, not only that, but the league in general, you know, one of the biggest comments we get as I go into my announcer role on the games of the week is, Oh, I could do this. Blah, blah, blah. And, and no disrespect to the guys in Boston, but, you know, at least they were man enough to show up. But it just goes to show you the level of competition, especially in the Northeast. Oh, yeah. Because I tell my guys, I told my guys after the Watchmen game, you know, they're they're relatively new to the whole history of the league. The history of that team that we played Sunday is that they were supposed to be two separate championship contending teams from the Baltimore region. You look at the film last year, Rare Breed and Gators, they're in the final four, the national final four. Yeah. The Rare Breed beat the, the super team that, you know, we're going to hear a lot from probably down the road in, in the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers. And the Gators made the final four because they beat the Renegades who were in the Elite Eight. And this was at the same time, the same level of the playoffs that Vegas lost. 
So I tell my guys all the time, if we were playing in the Ohio division or the Florida okay. division or the California division or the Vegas division, even we would be competitive and be able to get some wins. But the fact is, is we, we dropped air, we airdropped Fortnite characters into call of duty, modern warfare, where everybody's <laughs> already got a fucking hey, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. Don't, don't yeah. One of those guys. <laughs> But but the thing and is, I'm sitting there like, with a pickaxe and, that's, treachery, and, and everybody else has got with AK, Goose, AK-47s like, and bazookas and shit. With, with Goose, I looked at it this way because this is, for all intents and purposes, this is your first time in the league, right? Yes. So the way that I, at least I've seen the way you have adjusted, because you did kind of just jump off the page real quick, especially the first few games going, oh, okay, this is... This is the guy outside of you know Corey coming here and this is the guy who's probably well, I'm just lead. I'm just I'm just you know I just get the attention. It, no, it, well you get the. I let's mean, give the, the guys who actually that, do the but, thing more, more <laughs> But with with Goose, the the how difficult was it to kind of adjust to the game, and then at now I I see that it, it's starting to come a little bit easier to you as the season goes on. But um, how was the difficult? changing going into the a7fl league the way i describe it honestly what i could say is like it's like a mix between speed and strength like i think of like contact flag football you know besides tackling you got you got guys that are bigger than me three some pounds and if i ever think i can wait for a lane they're gonna catch up to me like they mostly do um like the screen passes that uh cory had against snowman a, a dn caught me and never in my life have been caught by a dn <laughs> these guys are, are bigger and faster um like I said, not not giving myself an excuse or a reason. I've been battling injury since January with my hand and my my hip, so that has to come into a factor. Uh, but just the the intensity too. The intensity. I mean, semi pro. Like I said, we have a Tetsio here. We have uh, national ranked teams for semi pro, like the Shams, the Admirals, the Haver Hitman, and so on and so forth. You know, there's a lot of Boston teams within that um, uh, 100 uh, team ranking across the nation. So. I go against them uh, competitively, and it was a good adjustment. I feel like a little bit easier, you know, having Corey as my quarterback. I don't think I would be able to do it with anybody else um, to honestly lead because he also doesn't just give me plays. He leads, and he explains on why we do it this way. Um, like that beautiful play he drawed up for Euro uh, on that screen, that fake block screen. Uh, I know I ran a little bit slow, but it was just uh, – you did it. <laughs> the, the play design in general, just like his his mind, man, his, 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 his brain and how he can see things is – it's remarkable. You have to literally be in that huddle and watch those wheels turn, and then magic happens. Um, but we're only limited so many plays. Yeah. So, you know, the, the amount of time you have to line, that's no respect to the line. It's, that's why we have to make these short passes. That's why when I catch the ball, I know I have to go for at least 15, 16 yards because we may not get the shot again. That's why I probably have one of the, in my opinion, out of all the rookies, one of the most yards after catch. I, I There's, you know. Oh, easy. Do well, well, you have you have a quarterback, which and, and I think it is that you know blessing in disguise that you guys got him because you guys have somebody who's been in the league for forever. Yeah, you, know, you see the gray hairs, you know, yeah, part yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a, as a part of the reason, but the knowledge of how the game runs, who it is that you guys are playing, because I'm sure when it comes to like scouting and watching tape and everything, he, he's. He's a guy that you can easily go to, and yeah, he can tell you at the top of his head how this this runs and everything else like that. So you have somebody who will help you learn the game quicker than most others probably would. 
And out of all my quarterbacks I've had in my life, Corey is the one that trusts me the most. You know, on third, fourth down uh, against the uh, hitman, there was a, I guess the watchman, I apologize. Um, there's a few times to where, you know, they even triple team me on uh, third and fourth downs, you know. And Corey still trusted me with that pass and with that Let's ball. Go. You know, I've never seen anybody be triple teamed before. You know, I never, I mean, double teamed is one thing, but but triple teamed and the amount of confidence that Corey has in me to still throw me that ball is, uh, you know, it's like a, how would I say this? Like a, a prime Matt Stafford in a, in a, in a Megatron, you know, that, that old and young quarterback, you know, um, no matter how long I'm in this league or how much I take off, I will have to give my step and soul to Corey, you know, uh, winning, um, like I said, even if I win Rookie of the Year, that's that trophy. That's going to Corey. You know, I can't myself nah. or without him. I, I had my chance at Rookie of the Year, and and my uh, the my inaugural game in the league, I threw a touchdown pass my first play, and then the next game was against who we're playing. Bic first pass of the game, pick six, pick six, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I threw seven touchdowns in that game. How do you think we did, Goose? Um, with you at lost by two scores. Uh, if you look up, if you look up Daryl Verges, he's a he's made the the NFL practice squads multiple times. He had eleven carries, nine touchdowns in that game. So that just goes that goes back to that was two thousand thirteen. That was ten years ago. Bro, I was, I, was I had my chance at a rookie of the year, man. If you win that, and there's there's stiff competition because. You know, not to take away from Goose, who's obviously by far the outstanding player on our team, um, maybe the rookie of the year in our division, which is saying a lot because there's stacked teams. But there's also all these teams from all these new teams. And like, for instance, you know, the man looks like he's 30 something. But Darnell Richardson, the kryptonite quarterback, he's got like 20 plus touchdowns as a quarterback out there already. So I think Goose being in the conversation speaks more to like the MVP status that if we didn't have goose, to be honest, and I'm not disrespecting anybody else on the team, you know, like I, like he was saying, when he's getting double covered and triple covered, sometimes he's still our best option. Now we got a lot of guys, but the fact is, is that when they get worn down in the third and fourth quarter, you know, you're, you're running on fumes and you're running on, you know, that, that championship energy that just comes yeah. from, uh, you know, something that's, that's beyond what you could actually give and, and you're just making it up as you go. But uh, you know, I'm I'm down with the campaign goose, but and the, I appreciate the, the, the humility. Way, but you get that trophy, man. That's staying that's staying right no, in, I, in I whatever would, zip code actually, Boston is. I would actually argue the same thing because in in and you would have to look at it from a different perspective than most. You would literally have to look at it, you know, like Corey said, without you, would the team be, you know, any better or any worse? You know, we're probably gonna lean towards it's gonna be worse. But also when you look at the stats and you look at the output and you look at basically you give it your 150% every single game while hurt going playing both both sides of the ball it, it there's a certain aspect to it that your road to rookie of the year is much more difficult than oh, oh. anybody else in in the league that's why I'm looking at it going, if you look at it that way and the importance of the, I, I think you have a good shot. I think you have a really good shot. Like I'm going to keep throwing it to him. I ain't running. Hey, yeah. Sorry I'm late, guys. Um, nature. 
Um, so I haven't seen y'all games the way. Hold on. Oh, no, Goose, you, you muted. You muted, Goose. Goose, you muted. I'll probably was inspirational as hell, my guy, but you are definitely muted. Goose, Goose. you muted. Yeah, I'm going to text him. Oh, uh, no, he just no, heard. He, he realizes it now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you, you, you're learning too much from me, man. I taught you too much. You're muting yourself and shit. <laughs> I remember the one time I was spitting game, and you guys were like, yo, yo, and I was just like in it. You, you back, Goose? Nope. Nah, he dealing with difficult technical difficulties. So, Country K, you were saying you haven't seen the games yet? I haven't seen the games, no. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to do a condensed version. I'm going to send you just the choice plays. Okay. I'll, I'll just put this out there. Me and Goose talk about it all the time because, you know, part of part of trying to improve is you do film study. Part of film study is you do, you know, statistical analysis. So, Chiboy, as Goose is getting, getting back in, Chiboy is 43 for 97. 465 yards, one touchdown. Goose, sometimes sometimes closing out of it and then coming back in makes it easier. Yeah, I just did that right now. I was like, I'll oh, try I this. think I'm coming back as feedback, right? Oh, no, you're good now. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, we 43 for 97. Uh, 465 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions against uh, third best team in the league. Revenge game, which it was close for a lot longer than the final score says. Right. And uh, number six team in the league. So okay. that's 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 the statistical for me. And then Goose over here is 20 catches, 300 yards, and the touchdown. Oh, and sure. uh, now we play BIC. So, you know, it just it's it's an easier game, obviously. They're so uh, let me ask don't, you. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Kenny Stansberry, the guy I was talking to, by the way, he's the GM and runs BIC. So I've been talking to him all week. I think we should start sending out top shelving top shelving shirts. Oh yeah. That has to happen. We have to. Our top shelving idea is basically when the I mean receiver just head topping somebody. High points. It's the essentially the easiest way to explain it. When somebody receiver head topping, they top shelving somebody. You you getting from because I'm 6'10, you know what I'm saying? So I'm grabbing you shit. Live, you live in the top shelf. Yeah. I, <laughs> like everything up while I'm grabbing is dusty. Ain't nobody else coming up here. You little fellas, you gotta <laughs> stay down there. You know what I'm saying? We up here on the top shelf. That's everybody else, doing. everybody else puts their car keys on the counter. Country yeah. K walks in a fucking house and he's just like Bloop, and it's just on the top <laughs> shelf. Hey, I, I used to put shit on the ceiling fan in college. Just to fuck with well, yeah, that's the first thing I thought I said. You probably gonna put that shit on the ceiling fan. <laughs> no, nah, he got. A, he got. A, he, yeah, he's aware of every house that he goes in, whether it has a ceiling oh, fan or not. Really you know, true. my my six foot ass and my wife. Thank God she can't hear me. She'd be screaming five eleven from even in the house, like like you know three rooms away. <laughs> but I don't even are you, know. Are you six feet in cleats? What's up? You're six feet in cleats. Oh, I'm I'm damn near six three in cleats. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna do the hair. I'm gonna do like I, I always do the anime characters. I'm gonna do the hair like, hair like All Might. You know how All Might does in in my hero. He's got the two things. I'm gonna do my hair up here, and I'm just gonna say six four. Let's go six six. Look, I'm almost a country K with this shit. Like I'm pulling it. <laughs> when I'm slouching and going indoors. <laughs> so you guys are. What what's the and Corey since you live 
pretty much what is like the practice situation or is it just yeah exactly when you got when yeah. you guys see each oh. other on on sunday that's it i that's mean realistically that. like you know we, we don't have to pull the curtain that far back on the a7fl or you know i'm a representative of the league and it's widely known anybody that anybody that religiously that we are the league that we work monday through friday sometimes saturday and we play sunday so the, re- the reality of the, the Omegas getting together, despite how hard Mike Awakamura Makarama, or whatever, however we pronounce Mike's last name. Shout Who's out that? to Mike. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but however, however bad he wants to wish it to be so, guys got jobs, guys got mad kids. One of, one of the guys has tons of kids. But guys got jobs, guys got responsibilities, and the Boston guys already commit a, a full like 16 hours to the A7FL. The only person that does that much is Matt Ryan um, per week, and he does triple that likely. But, I mean, for us to ask those guys to, to come to either a midpoint or Jersey or us to drive up, it's, it's you know, finding that time in, in the schedule doesn't really work. So – we, we make the best of what we can do. And that, that's really what we're learning as an Omega's team is that we have to take advantage of all the opportunities that we have. And we have to realize that we're behind eight ball in a lot of situations and we have to overcome a lot more adversity yeah, than a lot of other teams. So guys get... Sorry to cut you off, but like yeah. when us Boston guys, Corey's there like three hours before we are. You know, <laughs> as, we're getting off, as we're getting off our van, our team van, we have to stretch within five minutes and get ready and to start studying the plays and start, you know, because we do do Zoom call, but, you know, to actually doing Zoom and, and actually physically doing the play yourself is two different things, you know. Yeah. Um, so we have, like, maybe five minutes to stretch, and then we're right in following Corey's lead, you know. So that's a, a lot of our adversity, you know. If the game's at – I can see at 7 o'clock, but by the time we get back to the house, it's 5, five o'clock, and, you know, some of us have to work from in 6. In the morning. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, most of us like I don't get back to my house until like maybe like five fifteen, and then at this point I'm just bringing my work clothes. I work construction, so at this point I just bring my work clothes, and then I just I shoot straight to work. Man, oh, so it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot worse than you know we could have anticipated. Okay, so you guys have essentially been playing all away games. Has yeah. there been some sort of effort to get, you know, a, a Boston Omega's home game like in Boston? There was, to... there was initially going to be Boston games. The fact is, is that due to a lot of circumstances that, you know, the specifics we don't have to get into, but a lot of circumstances, it, it was basically, all right, we can't really do the whole go to Boston for the one team, but that just shows the dedication of the guys that did sign on. Um you know, when 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 the three on one podcast had on Denzel White, um, this was when I was still like, like a snow tribe clown, like always talking about their bullshit, trying to promote their brand. And look how far that got me. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Uh, <laughs> but um, And I'm including myself in that statement. But um, we were talking to them about guys that were on the roster and they had an NFL guy that they were talking about. There were, there were, there were, there were other guys that were involved. I think goose was one of the early signups, signups, but what ended up happening is that because of the situations that, you know, a lot of people can't control, there were two teams 
including the Jay Rollers, who were supposed to be another Jersey team that we were even talking about in the, in the preseason mm-hmm. rankings and schedule. Um, and it just sometimes just doesn't work out. So there was a lot of behind the scenes garbage that made it basically the guys from Boston's problem and guys like me and, and, and Kenyatta, who we call Euro, the Euro, my guy. Yeah. The guy who has the number two, uh, is the number two leading receiver for our team. And then, uh, Steven Rivera, who's, who's the number three leading receiver for our team. Those guys are Jersey guys, um, that found their way onto the roster too. So, um, I would say it's almost 50, 50, whether we're Jersey or Boston. I mean, we're all Boston. Like I'm, I'm repping the hat. I, you know, I got this hat as soon as I found it on, on Amazon. Uh, my wife got it for me for my birthday. That's what's up. Um, hey, I'm, not, I'm not going to lie, though. That that It's a clean-looking hat. Yeah, and honestly, I've lie. always been a Boston fan, so that's why I, when, when I announced where I was going on your guys' show, which was the first to hear it, so you're welcome, because I'm sure, I'm sure the entire A7FL watched it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe about a quarter fraction look, of them did, look, but. <laughs> the the season the season each 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 play each each series each quarter it's been an away game for the Boston Omegas but we're fighting and we're still we're still in here um, and none of none of the guys that you know we really look to as core guys I haven't seen any quitting them I've seen a lot more fight in those guys than a lot of the guys that we even play I got guys that are playing both sides of the line that are clearly not in shape still fighting because for some reason me getting destroyed somehow <laughs> inspires people to, to not complain about it. My, my boy 67, he takes it personal. Yeah. Terry, Terry, Terry has been fighting and I I've even say like, look, this one does not stop blocking. I'll, I'll be 30 yards down the field reception trying to juke a guy. And there Terry is two yards from ready. Whenever I go down 30 yards on the field, he's the first one to pick me up. You know, he, he has heart. He uh, he definitely gives it at all. So then, so at this point, what I really want to know, because I mean, I I know how it is for Corey, but Goose, from you being a first year player, you know, for one, what made you want to get into the league, and two, what's the driving force to keep going? Um, what got me into the league was uh, I'm a very like a. Uh, Corey is now too as well, I guess. Uh, I'm a very big Boston guy. I've seen an opportunity to, you know, to promote my my city, um, you know, to help out, to to start something, to be a, to be a part of something bigger than myself, you know. Uh, what keeps me going, uh, honestly, I'd have to say, uh, uh, my Boston guys, you know, Euro, uh, Corey, Steve, everybody, you know, giving it 110 percent. If we didn't give it 100 percent and we just right, rolled over. Then no, but if uh, my other teammates are fighting, then you know I feel responsible. I have to fight, especially uh, you know Big Rob, uh, Big Rob and Matt Ryan would probably DM me and kill me personally if I ever decided to to, to drop out or quit. So, um, oh. you know that's what keeps me going. Speaking Hold of, on. speaking of, that wow. was a good segue. Yo, that was a good segue, Goose. Yeah, Ma- ladies and gentlemen, the voice. Of the A7FL, Mr. Mr. Matt Ryan, Ryan with, the with the surprise appearance. appearance. What's, up, What's up, Matt? Hello, hello. First time, first time, time last time, caller. Last time caller. <laughs> first time, first time. You said, you said first time, first time, 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 last time caller. Yeah, and it sounds, yeah, and like, it sounds like someone's echoing like a thunder. That's our job. Our job is to get the audio wrong. 
It's definitely your earphones because you're on your phone. You didn't link them up to your earphones. You pulled the Corey Hammond too. No, they're hang they're I can hear you through my headphones. Oh no, you're good now. Yeah. I think that feedback might have been coming from Goose's then. Alright, I'm gonna blame Country K though. Yep, he's been muted this whole time, so he doesn't get to <laughs> Matt, how I'm, I'm surprised. I, I, I told Goose that when he comes up there it is. What did I tell you, Goose? <clears throat> look look at Country K's picture. I literally introduced Country K as, well, when you go on a show, you're going to see the little cutout because he usually doesn't do his face, and it's going to be the stairs motherfuckerly Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and there it is. Country My K. Guy. Look, Country K is the MVP of the show. Fully muted, late, boom. <laughs> and Matt, Matt Ryan jumped in for a guest appearance. You're yeah, I'm walking home from record here. store day. Corey tells me he's on another podcast. I feel a certain kind of way. And feel like I've oh, got to jump on. Oh shit! Oh, no, it's not like that, man. We've been trying to get you on for for a minute, man. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not in the host seat. Though, so it, it's guessing. all good. <laughs> How, also, so, I wanted to feel pretty today, so I decided to hop on and all, go in front always. of my adoring I, audience. By the way, um, I'm I'm going to be getting the Thick Boy Season shirt with your good. face and everything on it because. What color? Um, that was by far the funniest one that I saw out of the whole thing, especially with the eyebrow raise and all. It's <laughs> nothing like be, you know, Howard Cosell didn't have to put up with any of this shit. <laughs> Joe Buck doesn't have t-shirts with his face on it. I don't know. Howard Co Muhammad Ali pulled off Howard Cosell's toupee. True. True. This <laughs> hair's all real, so. At least I haven't, like, done this to your neck or some shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're assholes. I am an asshole enough, though. So you, 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 you made the Howard Cosell thing start. Maybe, maybe we'll work something in. I don't know. But you got a thick head of hair, man. That's never oh yeah, fake. It's voluminous. Mine, mine. I have to take shit, but my hairline is is, is sus sometimes. Well, let, let's you know. Let's, you, let's put this every up. kid you have, your hairline goes back a quarter of an inch. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, my head is huge because of my ego, so I just had to yeah. it with as much hair as possible. So you won't you won't start looking like a founding father until what? Three, four more kids? Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's see. Well, we're we're into the thousands now, so I don't think at this point I'm gonna look any older because I just look more and more distinguished. So founding father, I don't think yet. But they, to be fair, they wore those white wigs, so. If I put the wig on, I would be singing Hamilton right now. Wait for it. Just wait for it. Oh. That's a good reference, right? It is. It is. I'll give you it. <laughs> I'll give Matt, you that one. Matt, how uh, how stressful has the, has the year been for you so far? It's To be completely honest, working in live television, no matter what is stressful, so you kind of just lean into the skid. That's that's all you really can do. You can prepare. Like as soon as I get back from my record shopping, I'm going to be writing and producing the pregame shows for tomorrow and doing my, my stats and my notes and everything, you know, best laid plans or best laid plans. You can't really – the the live TV gods are – a fickle bunch and a scurrilous group. So you do your best to honor them the same way that the players try to honor the football gods. 
Yeah, the, the, the live TV gods are definitely Greek because they'd be yeah. fucking with you. Yeah. They'd be looking down on mortals and they'd be like, yo, I'm fucking with them. Um, Matt, we've been we've been talking about, you know, obviously with, with Goose and Corey on here, you know, being able to talk about the Omegas and stuff like that. From from your perspective on the team, is what is it about the Omegas that at least for you could improve and what's about or what about the team has been something that impressed you about the Omegas? <laughs> The grit and the competitiveness. Like, these guys are walking into situations where they're playing teams that have played with and against each other for, if not over, around a decade. So, when you're walking into the toughest division in the Eastern Conference and in the league, because I look at the Northeast the same way the NFC North and the NFC East are. Every game they play against each other is a playoff game. Mm. So... The Omegas are going in there, a new team, a team uh, that's trying to build off of component parts, which isn't a negative. It's just the situation they're in. And that's kind of endemic of most expansion teams. The thing that's benefited the chaos is great coaching and great recruiting in a football haven. They have Kentucky and Cincinnati to work off of. Boston is a burgeoning market. And this is a test case to just show how good players from Boston can be and the sustainability of a division out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goose is a top-flight player. He can hang with a lot of the players in our division in the Northeast. And Corey's a great leader. They, The thing that they need is what most teams in the A7FL need, offensive line play. Offensive line play and a better understanding of how the offenses in this league are like a chameleon. We're going to see it tomorrow with the U, 4 o'clock on A7FL.TV and internationally on the zone. The U offense is going to be different than what we see we saw last week against the BIC. So it's about trying to keep pace with a team that has so many weapons. Right. And going up against the BIC tomorrow... The Omegas can find some ways to exploit that. We saw some holes in the BIC. The BIC are the favorite. They're the heavy favorite, especially coming off of a loss. But yeah. They're not going to take kindly to that. But, <laughs> no, no. They're, they're, it's going to be a very pissed off, and I told Corey and, and Goose this, you know, going into a game against a pissed off BIC team, how, how do you prepare for a team that, one – they haven't lost in a long time. And seeing, especially Ashanti Worthy's reaction after the game, how upset that, like, you know that's going to spill over into this game. Yeah. How do you kind of brace for that? Toss, try to get the ball because if we have to throw it off to him in the first play. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a statement. And to be honest, Goose, honestly, and 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 I love my team, and and we're gonna go out there and fight. If that is the situation, and you're out there, I love you, bro. Business decision. Make no, a business no, 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 no. He's not gonna make a business decision. I'm just saying, like, whatever the situation is, he's gonna Goose is gonna go out there and try to get that motherfucker down. It's not, it's not impossible. We've seen it happen. Um, it's just, uh, it's just very, very, very difficult. And uh, either way, I. Uh, I support the uh, I support the effort in advance. 
Now, I will ask all of you if it would if, if it would be advised or advised against for me if I throw a touchdown pass earlier in the early in the game to do the BIC fist. No, don't do that. Stop. Why would no. you do that? See, why would why you, would you be that stupid? Your... Because I first of all, what was my name out in Vegas? Stupid. Yeah, and no, endeavor, endeavor, endeavor that was your name, Pendejo. Listen, I don't speak Spanish, but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> as long as you don't talk about my culo, like a lot of people talk about my culo, I feel like that's that's weird. I don't Just, know what it means. You know exactly what the fuck it means. <laughs> but uh, I just I just get uncomfortable. Um, Damn it, El mucho gringo, but see, yeah. yes. So, so no fist, no fist. No, because don't, don't do that. you're gonna you're gonna cause a chain reaction in an already pissed off team. You, I don't know the. You don't have the numbers to deal with what could possibly happen. The yeah, anger that gets says taken. You got out. him. I got goose. Uh, you- now, I, I will say this: when we talked, this is an interesting topic, I guess. Uh, when we talked to Ryan Shamar on the Three on One podcast, uh, just released yesterday, uh, great, great interview with him. He had a mm-hmm. lot of uh, great things to bring up that we appreciated, me and Matt specifically. Um, but he was talking about that BIC is going to kill me today, and I, you know, today? wondered aloud. Uh, well. To, well I was watching it today. He, he talked about it yesterday. I watched it today. It's really the game's tomorrow. tomorrow. I know. What but kind of time space continuum bullshit are you on? I was I was thinking harder about the veiled uh, diss that I just threw out there into the ether that only me and Matt know about, and trying to keep it like specific enough, but but vague enough um, that I missed mm. the actual conversation afterwards. But but people try to kill me regardless. And as I adjust my hat so we can see the B because it's important. Um, I don't think any more or less that I do instigates them, but I think with BIC doing the fist, maybe it would. But me yeah. and Goose, uh, me and Goose are uh, prepared to uh, give give their defense a lot to handle, and uh, I can't speak for what he's going to have to deal with when he's on the defensive side of the ball. But if you see me out there, um, you know I don't on defense. I don't know if things are going as we uh, expected. Still, so. I was gonna say you're gonna you're gonna make you're, you're still you're still muted, Goose. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a struggle. Really? Hold on. Wait. Boom. There he goes. Um, I think you know the more and more as as we play on, and we dial it, they know what's gonna come. They know the route I'm gonna run. They just have to be able to stop it at that point. You know, everybody knows in the world I'm gonna run a five yard hitch. You have to be able to one stop the catch, which is not gonna happen because I don't drop I don't drop anything. Uh, two, you have to break down and make that tackle. You know, reinforcements will come, but I'm guaranteed to get them five. Every It's going to be minimum five yards to, you know, like like you've seen it, 60 yards. You know, I think the first catch I made that game went off for 67 yeah, yards. It was, so, it, was, it was third and eight. We would run a five-yard route. Guy jumped it, couldn't bring you down, almost scored. And like so. I say, that, that D.C. – now, man, I just say that D.C. heat, I was not ready for it. Man, nah, it was yeah. human out there. I honestly, I told Corey after the pass, I'm sorry, I wanted to get caught. You know, I was, I was, I, I wanted was to get caught. I was like, listen, man, you got it that far. I threw it. I threw a five yard pass. You don't have to apologize for 50 <laughs> yards after the catch, my guy. I will take that any day. So, I mean, you know, that we're, 
what I tell the guys is that the process for an expansion team in the toughest division in the A7FL, you know, we have a guy that, that is posting like pictures of rings and stuff and thinking like that motivational type of thing is, but it's not. The, the, the grind is what gets you to where you need to be in a professional league. And the yeah. fact is, is that Goose, you tell me, you know, that, that first drive the animals had and their blockers were coming to try to murder people. And do you remember what I said? When they scored the first touchdown? Don't worry said, about it. Welcome to the A7, boys. Because <laughs> it, it isn't something that I think that you guys were not that you were scared of or or or, or shy just, away from. It was definitely a, it was a new feeling, you know. It was yeah, it it was something it was I like, don't know if you expected immediately to be like that, like right away. Yeah, um, and I definitely now, wasn't. It's just uh like I said, it's so like up pace, you know, like it's like you got guys that have pads that aren't scared to hit, but it's like these guys got no pads on. And they're ready to take my head off, and it's like. Well, and they also know. are are experienced in the ways that you need to do the takedowns in this league, so they're doing it at a full speed because of the amount of reps that they have and, and the muscle memory they have to do it correctly and safely. And I'll and ask when you I this, play bro. You know, like when I play safety every now and then, when I do, I'm always looking for the boomstick. I'm not really yeah. able to <laughs> do that in this league. And if I do the league, if I do, if you know, if I catch uh, Hollywood, you know, going across the middle, and I try to lay him out, nine out of ten, he's gonna shake me off and run so it's i have to you know and i struggle with uh secure tackling that's that's my thing um you know wrap up you know i only got one thing that's the hit stick if you get past that then hey i guess you earned it you know it will so, it, uh, it definitely it it and that's one thing that we've talked about that that's such a a difference about this league yeah when you're in semi-pro you're fully padded up oh yeah i'm a human torpedo i'm going straight through your chest yeah as a defender in this league you do that, you may end up paralyzed. So you definitely yeah, have yeah. to look at it in a very different form because one, not just for yourself, but I mean, yeah, you want to tap, but you don't always and you don't ever intentionally want to actually hurt somebody. It's just yeah. the name of the game, you know. So this, well, some people, some people have different yeah, yeah. motives in different situations. Well, I understand. Some people's faces motivate guys. They, I think they sign us, me and Corey, up, and it's like, hey, let's let's, let's hurt these guys. Um, a few. I think the only it. reason Corey gets any of his flack is because of all the shit that he's talked over the years. That that's really. I, I, it's just all they, of it coming they, back they to were, hit him. In they the were crushing. Like, look at some of the big Mo Ramadan highlights. They were crushing me well before I was in the booth. I was talking <laughs> how, to how shit much, at the line though. I do. Well, I, that, I, that's I, what I was, I'm saying. I'm like, what did you do to initiate that sort of punishment? <laughs> you know, but but I do that. I do that weird thing sometimes because when you're, you know, I've always I've always found myself in in a situation where I'm kind of like punching up. You know, you know, I, I there was the the two years that I had with BIC, which was a long story. But um, when you're in that position, the best way to piss off a defensive end that tried to kill you is to pop back up and smile in his face and act like you're having fun. So I don't know if that was just a, 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 a I don't know if that part of my game was just kind of like a, a tick that I, like a, like a Tourette's tick that I developed through my game from all the constant beatings. Um, but I will say that, you know, the only thing that I can control, you know, on a play to play basis is, is if I do get messed up on a play, you know, regardless of, the uh, the the apparent injury or 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 the pain or or the you know the the non-functional you know uh limb i guess uh, i can get up you know and and my kids watch me play football i coach 
youth. I, you know, live in 2023. Like there, you're you're in life in in football, in relationships, in families, and everything. You're gonna get knocked down. Um, I think I think it says a lot about any type of person, especially the Boston Omegas and, and my guys. Um, when you do get knocked down. If you get knocked down like we do sometimes in games 80 times, if you get back up the 81st time or the 80th time and you're ready to get back up the 81st time, I think that's a, that says a lot more about a guy than, than you know, for instance, I don't know, guys that were, were, were sharing time playing against us with seven or eight or nine seconds to throw the ball who are well-regarded in this league as top QBs that, you know, X, correct me if I'm wrong, we're missing throws, wide-open guys down the field, first and second down, and would only then just scramble to get the third down against the Omegas. Yeah. You know, I would argue I would argue Goose back there with the amount of time that the Watchman had, you know, he's completing some of those passes that guys that have really high reputations in our league, because I guess they, were, they weren't taking it seriously. I'd rather have the guys on my team that that when they get knocked down, they get back up than the guys that are standing over somebody that somebody else knocked down and smiling and laughing about it. And I think, honestly, yeah. the beginning of the game with the Watchmen, you know, uh, every team usually comes at me since since week one, obviously. But, you know, me and Corey, we uh, I feel like we put up the same output, but we handle situations different. He's more the cocky. I'm more I'm just here to play football, smile, and just – keep on going uh it makes a sense lot of things, a lot of the things i uh i get complimented on after the game before the game is dan you shit on us and you didn't speak not once you know i'm just the I'm silent just, assassin know, is always yeah, the one to look I'm just out here for. to play football honestly you know yeah. uh my job is i look good if my quarterback looks good you know so that's i try to make him i, I told him since the beginning of the season uh i want you in the top three category you know well, I, I got, I got, I got, I got one supporter here. Matt, Matt supports me. I don't know if he put me in the top three because he has a, you know, analytic credibility that that he no, has. That, that also comes back down to you know, one, we're in the toughest division, yeah, the, the yep. toughest division. Two, we don't really have the weapons to compete with these other teams because we're too busy putting them in places. You know, we're just we 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 have we just opened up a puzzle box and we're trying to fit pieces where they should be and where they're supposed to be. A lot of us are out of position, you know. A lot of us, you know, not like you got, like I said, Terry. He's supposed to be a tight end, but he's playing center. You know, we had um, Sam, Samuel. He was a receiver playing guard. We, When we have situations like that and Corey's still able to take those hits and deliver <laughs> those passes to me or deliver those passes to you or, or, or Steve, you know, it's – Well, we don't I, have I a think line, at, this, so. at this point it's not so much of a a matter of – we're still trying to find where people can go. I think you know where people fit. You just don't have the numbers to be able yeah. to fill those pieces out to have. So it's like you, the talent is there. It's just yes. like like Matt said, the growing pains of a new, you know, expansion team, you know, are going to be felt. But it's just the fact that you guys as a first-year team continue to put up a fight regardless of the, the outcome of the game. It says a lot about you guys and a lot of positive about you guys. Um, Matt. And if you guys don't mind, there's some kind of murder or, or crime scene happening in uh, my house right now. So as my wife is with my daughter at competition, I uh, 
This is why we I prefer the uh, the old. Just uh, go be a dad, Corey. Go be yeah. a dad. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be right back. <laughs> Matt, when you watch Corey, and I've heard, especially the times that he's gotten hit, I've heard you over that. That is my friend. That is my friend. <laughs> you know, how cringeworthy is it to see a, a good friend of yours, a colleague in the booth and everything else like that, get on the field and just get destroyed, but constantly get back up? Like, what are your opinions it's, about Corey? Well, Corey, for those who don't know, uh, it's... I'm what 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 uh I'm Corey and I and Rob and I'll say this about our entire production team to including the Soberman brothers and Zach Morgan like we're all actual friends like me Corey and Rob talk every day outside of the podcast and outside of the booth in the studio so you know yeah he's he is my friend he is someone that I care about greatly but as someone who's worked in wrestling for the past decade and has friends who go in the ring. I've seen people get hurt. Uh, I've seen one of my closest friends break his leg right in front of me. So it's not fun, not great, but that's the decision my friend is making. I'm going to support my friend. As long as my friend's able to play, as long as my friend wants to play, I'm going to support him. Would I prefer him in the booth sitting next to me and Rob? Yes, because it's awesome. But that's for a very selfish reason. It's because I think me, Rob, and Corey wouldn't work together, and we're in the mix. We're one of the best commentary teams in sports because we have a natural chemistry. We have a natural rhythm with one another. And it feels like you're watching your, a game with some friends of yours, which I think is the ideal way to watch modern sports because the audience has changed. Our audience is younger than the NFL. It's less institutional than the NFL. So we have to do things that attract people who are younger than me, younger than this, you know, the people on this call right now, because how they view sports and how they view media is completely different than how we took it in growing up, especially with sports. So having that element of Corey in the booth makes it more dynamic adds another layer to it and gives us an on-camera heel that <laughs> you kind of need when you're doing stuff like this. You know, I get I get, I get, shit on a fair amount. Uh, if you read our YouTube hey, comments... Hey, hey, is- hold on. The number one selling visual on our tinyurl.com backslash a7fl merch. That's tinyurl.com backslash a7fl. Not like this tiny person here being a jerk when he's supposed to be napping. But Matt, your image is the oh my god, your image is a top selling image. Don't sell yourself short. You should have seen him on three on one. He had that that button up down four button man. <laughs> Let's go. All right, I'm really struggling with this monster here. I go really, go be a dad, back. you dumbass. Can't wait to listen back to this. These are these are two of my guys giving me actual love, and I'm getting my ass beat. Love you guys. <laughs> But, you know, again, like I, I really do kind of and I've told, you know, Corey this and when we talk to Rob and everything, I I do appreciate like you can and definitely see that camaraderie between the three of you. And it definitely does bring that general like different aspect 
to the game, which is highly entertaining. If anybody ever gets a chance, Goose, I don't know. Do you ever watch back, like, after the games? Do you ever go back on YouTube and try to watch the game with Honestly, the commentary? Uh, or? To be real, my teammates do it for me. Um, <laughs> like to get, to get far, more far on my team, my team has – they're some of the, the funnest guys. That's why like, I, I compete every day with them, you know, battle with them. They're just – the jokes they give me, they kind of embarrass me sometimes, you know. Um, like, <laughs> I'll go on my I'll go on my uh, my phone and relax, you know, after, after you know, an ass-whooping. Uh, I'll go back and relax, and all I hear is them replaying my plays over and over and over. You know, uh, since game one, it's uh, – since uh, Ryan's been calling my name, goose this, goose that, like – you guys have to stop talking to me so much, you know, talking about me so much and give my teammates uh, some other credit. My coach said something funny. It was hilarious. And it, um, <laughs> my girlfriend was with me at the time. Um, he said, uh, the Omegas, we need to change uh, his Goose's uh, Levo and put it as Goose and call us the Gooses. <laughs> and uh, my coach made a funny comment was like, uh, Omega, I am the Omega. So uh, I have very a bunch of, you know, supporting teammates to where, you know, they're putting me also on this pedestal. And I'm trying my, my, my hardest, you know, to also give them their credit and give them their flowers because, like I said, I do things. Yes, it, it shows up on the stat sheet, but you also have to look at, you know, Terry blocking, you know, Bradley selling the fake, Euro taking the extra defender away from me, you know, Steve running the slant across the middle, you know, which sticks the line. You know, everybody does their job, you know, to let me shine. And, and anybody could be in this position, you know, it could be vice versa, yeah. you know, I could be. I could be the decoy for Euro, or I could be the decoy for for Steve. You know, we have a lot of talent that just doesn't get recognized because, like I said, Corey does favor me. Everybody does know that, but um, there's also other guys in the team that can't step up. You know, but they're like I said, we argue in the huddle. When me and Euro, we go back and forth. Like, yo, you take this. No, you take this. No, no, you take this ball. Take it. It's yours. <laughs> and uh, nine out of ten, Euro wins, and I have to take the ball. But you know, um, just to support. You know, you know, there's no selfish people. Our core that we have is very unselfish. You know, we like every, we like everybody to eat. You know, I, I found out uh, since game one, every time I catch the ball and pitch it back, I don't get the reception. So <laughs> Steve has like, eight yeah. receptions, you know, and I have no problem doing it. You know, whatever helps us win and helps the Omegas look good that I'm all for it. You know, um, like I said, it's a blessing to be the face of, of this, you know, organization. And, um, to even make it this far to being one of the faces on here, thank you for putting me on your show. Oh, okay. um, being on here and getting the recognition, um, so I'll use myself as a platform for my teammates and my guys to get the recognition they, they should. You know, and, like I and, said, everybody does their part, and I'm just you know the one that's able to get the shine. It will. Well, think of it. Think of it this way. Uh, think think of it a little bit more outside of just the statistical showmanship, I guess, of, of the whole thing, because people fall in love with the stats and everything else like that. We're looking at it in a different way in the leadership aspect of it. We look at it as like, yeah, he's putting up the stats, but he's also being because what you just did right there, that humbleness that you that you show, it signifies that you're the leader of the team. You you have the understand or or at least one of the leaders of the team. I'll just say it that way, you know. Mm -hmm. But you need need to understand that what you're doing right there rubs off on the guys, and that's a beautiful foundational piece to have for 
a growing, you know, franchise, essentially, you know, a new franchise that's coming in. So to have that, keep please keep that because it could very much turn it, it go the other way. You've seen plenty of other times people just give up that, but you guys seem to be trusting the process. So oh, that's, that, that's going to be the foundation for you guys to really actually start making some legitimate noise in the league. And, and, kinda, and these trial, trial by fire games, that's only going to make you guys better, honestly. Absolutely. You know, so. Hey, hey guys, I'm going to hop, bud. Great talking with you. Goose, keep doing what you're doing, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Matt, appreciate you for the for the surprise uh, showing, my friend. Got to have you no on again soon. Yeah, if my schedule's not a tire fire, we'll 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 dance again. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> See you on Sunday. See you, man. You too. Um, like I said, great, uh, Matt Ryan. It's my like I said, my teammates are so supportive of me. I try my best to to give them their flowers. You know, there's there's things that, like I said, that you do that you don't see and don't show up on the stat sheet. Um, the leadership of Corey, you know, he he's that he's that head guy, you know. I mean, he if it wasn't really for him, you know, and and, and leading us and, and calming us down, because sometimes we do. You guys don't see it, you know. I try my best to. We us Boston guys have a bad rep of you know being hostile towards each other. Um, mm. We, but it's out of love though, you know. It's it's I know you can do right, better, right. you know. Like I, you're not giving me hundred percent. I know you're not, you know. Right. There's been times where you know Terry's even pulled me aside. And be like, hey, Goose, you know, I, I know you can do better. And it's like, yeah, no, I got you. I'm being lazy. I got you. I got you next play. And yeah. uh, the, the trust that we have in each other, you know, I, I trust those boys, you know, with my life. I don't really trust a lot, a lot of guys, you know. But uh, also me being the, one of the youngest ones in the league, you know, one of the youngest guys. And the, the respect I get from them and, you know, them allowing me to, you know, I, he, he phrased it as uh, – like Mufasa, you know, holding up his son, you know, in Lion King, you know, <laughs> them giving me that passageway and that respect at, at, you know, such an early age in my career for yeah. this league and also getting respect from the other guys, you know, um, across the league. Uh, like Matt Ryan said and Corey said, uh, like Big Rob said, everybody, everybody knows me um, by <laughs> now. Um, I received one of the biggest compliments I, I thought, honestly, so far uh, was the Snow Tribe. Big Rob said, if I keep it up, you know, you're looking, I'm looking at the future right now, the future of this league, if you keep on battling. And that was just a, a really big compliment. Um, like I said, I'm humble. So, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, well, I mean, okay, so that that's one of those things. It's like, you don't have to say it. We'll say it for you. Okay. Yes. I mean, you, yes. You, we'll, we'll say it for you because it is very much that because you got to think about it this way. A lot of the guys that are well-known in this league right now have been there since, you know, from the very beginning, from the town beef days, from from all of that. So when they're talking about the future, it very much is that way because this league is still growing. You know, this there's gonna be more divisions in the next, you know, two to three years. Absolutely. We're we're counting, you know, Northern California where we're at here in Sacramento of it, it's gonna be here soon. We're we're trying to get teams out here to do that. I know uh with Derek Duncan out in Nevada and stuff like that. That's a big goal of his to have it over here in Northern California as well. You know, the Reno areas, uh, you know, just covering the West Coast. And I know the East Coast, it's growing even more. The Ohio area, you guys are, I I don't doubt in my mind. And Rob, when we, ha when Big Rob was on, when we had him on, he didn't want to say it because he knows. And 
you know, as being a Boston guy, you can take this however one way you want. But as soon as Texas starts getting involved, things are going to be changing out and out in the whole concept of the league. Mm-hmm. Because if you're part of that slow growth, those guys are going to look to you. It's almost that passing of the torch thing. Yes. You know, yes. you, you, you guys are that you and a few of the other rookies and, you know, second year guys, you know, you guys got guys like Verardi and stuff on the BIC, you know, just as an example um, of that new generational foundation of what's going to launch this league. Like Corey and Big Rob and 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 Huff and, and everybody like that, they set the pieces in motion, got the recognition, and now you guys are what's gonna throw it over the top. That you know, get to that. Hopefully, there's no peak because you always want to kind of keep going. You want to keep Absolutely. improving. Um, Huff is that guy but, as well, man. He's he's that he's that guy. Huff he's in. I, I'm sure I don't necessarily know him as a person. He just, uh, you know, accepted the friend request and everything on Facebook. Shout out to Huff. Uh, you know, maybe we can have him on the show at some point. But knowing at least from what I've heard people talk about him, I and especially the decision that he made to go to what was then a very struggling animals team and help turn it around like that. Just to be like, oh, I'm going to actually take my skills to another team and help this team improve that selflessness yes. of it. it. That shows me a lot of his character already, and I haven't even met the guy. you know. And then obviously hearing about and seeing what he's done on the field speaks you know, for itself. So let's say you have a lot of these examples for you guys to learn about the foundation of the league, but then you guys take that information, tweak it, make it your own, and then keep going. Sure. So, it, so, yes. so when when they say you're one of those foundational pieces, it's not just for the franchise. You know, they're talking about the whole idea of when people look at the A7 FL, who are the you know who the Hall of Fame guys are. Yes. Who are now that next crop? You know how they talk about like Mahomes and Allen and all like in the big in the NFL and everything. Now they have that group of generational talent, young guys. Now, you know, you could be a part of that pillar, the four pillars, definitely of the Omegas. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about the league, you can be up in that upper echelon because it's there. The leadership's there. The talent is there. You're going to be humble. I understand that completely. I, I get that mindset. You're, and it goes to the team and that's why they love you. And that's why they put you on a pedestal because you, you have that selfless attitude. Yeah. And you, you know, know why else, you. as I, as I just jump out right back in here, but uh, stay off camera, just in case there's any more shenanigans. <laughs> the, in my opinion, why I feel like goose's future is extremely bright for this league is because to have the type of, dedication to the sport and the league and deal with the adversity that he's facing now that builds a type of character that you look to and and when you look at the greatest in our league there's a ton of guys that flash in the pan there's a ton of guys that have success there's a lot of guys that score touchdowns that have 100 yard receiving games the reason Ashanti Worthy for me sticks out week in and week out obviously is his extreme athleticism 
his amazing balance and this elite level of open field, you know, evasiveness that I feel like is unmatched in almost any league, but the NFL. And I would even say that if you put pads on him and did the three on one with NFL guys, that he would still break a couple free here and there. But what, for me, what sells it for Ashanti Worthy being one of the all-time great players moving forward and a quality that I see in Goose is that when the chips are down, and for the Omegas, they so often are, unfortunately, Goose, we're getting there. <laughs> but when the chips are down, there's dudes on all of these teams' sidelines. And no disrespect to any of them, but when the chips are down, there's certain dudes that are in the game. There's certain dudes that are saying, give me the ball. And there's certain dudes that take the responsibility of success on their shoulders directly. A lot of guys will have success, but they're basically riding other people. And Mm -hmm. that is what it is, right? If I had great offensive lines throughout my career, I'd be riding that success and saying that I'm better than I probably am. But the fact is, is that when you got a guy that's be able to produce when, when he's double covered, triple covered, when everybody in the stadium, including the quarterback, got you, my guy, knows where the ball's going pre-snap. And he's still, at times, able to make a man miss, make an impact play, give people to work that you have to to really come with it in A7FL. Pause, I guess. (laughs) Rob Rob might actually make an appearance after that just to say pause. We had Matt on before. I wish I could have got the rest of it. Um, I'll be be on Twitter watching his back. Faux shout. Faux show, but I was about to say, I like, Goose, has, has he put, has he put in the word for uh, us to get on the three on one with y'all? Who Rob? Yeah, or Matt? Yeah. Rob. I mean, Rob is kind of like the 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 I don't know. I was gonna say thief in the night. He's not stealing nothing. Um, that would be wrong to say. But he's he's taking care of business, kind of like on the low, like moving in and out, even in the group chat. So. Like while while we were on the I mean, show, we, we need to, we need to have him on again because the last time we had him on, he had a, a lot of really good stuff. So, yeah, Rob always has good stuff, and I think what's interesting about Rob is he has a different perspective about a lot of things. Because in in Rob's career, he did start at the bottom, but he spent a lot of more time at the top than I did. So when he looks at the league, he kind of looks at it almost from a top down. I look at it from a bottom up, right? Um, but. He's the first one that got in Goose's ear and, and gave him the blueprint of how to make Boston successful. Goose took it seriously, and he's already starting the recruiting process because the numbers is what Boston is is suffering from, not the talent. So, right, right. That, know, that, and, that, that, and, and that, I think, is through. one of the – if you guys get – I shouldn't say if. It's, it's a when at this point. When that gets to the point where you guys have the numbers to start – you know, really kind of competing to be able to make the name for your guys' selves in the league. I don't doubt at all, you know, yeah, it's going to be a process, but I don't doubt at all that you guys become one of those, you know, the new expansion team that actually made it, that actually stuck with it. And, Corey, you can maybe attest to this a little bit better, but I'm not sure how many – um, expansion teams there has attempted to be and they were around for a little bit things didn't work out and they just disbanded i don't see that so many, for the omegas so many if you look at the list of champions in the a7fl 
there's teams that have won championships that haven't been able to last, you know, into the A7 era. You know, we talk on three on one about the history of the league, and we'll mention teams like the Savage. Yep. They don't exist anymore. They were a founding team. And we talk about how two of their main players, the 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 Bell brothers, Ole Bell and Q Bell for now BIC, um, they were you, you guys saw the offensive line for the U, right? You watched the game yep. on Sunday, right? Yep. Those two guys, those two guys that anchored the line with number 76 were the Miller brothers. They're savage guys. So there's been so many more teams that have tried and failed than actually stick around for the long haul. For every BIC and you, there's 10 Predators, the Pink Panthers, uh, the Bulldogs. Just if you look at there was a whole division in in Pennsylvania that doesn't even exist anymore. And, and it just goes to show you, A, that the grind of the A7 will get to you, but B – you got to give credit to guys like uh, Carl Meisner and Ken Stansberry from BIC and Ryan Shamar from the U because the hardest thing is to is, is not to have a core guys that succeed. It's when that core ages themselves out of a professional league to reload. And what happens is, is most of the teams in our league are a group of guys. And when that group of guys is done, they are as an organization. What, mm -hmm. what, what Xavier over here is doing for the Boston division is kind of laying down the foundation for what will be multiple teams able to play 30 minutes from their house. And, you know, I, I you know, in my talks with Denzel, he's, he's motivated to do all the, the Derek Duncan things that he can in, in the, the Boston market. Now Derek's in the, the city of lights in the sin city. So he's, <laughs> Been able to fast track that type of thing with a with a couple of things like that, but Boston has a thirst for sports and they have a thirst for yeah. toughness. And I don't know if they're going to like our record at the end of the year, but I think they would like the the grit that this team has, and they'd like the, you know, as a Red Sox fan growing up in the the early two thousands in New Jersey, you know, the reason I was a Red Sox fan is because they were the eternal underdog against the favorite Yankees, and that's just kind of who I've always been. And getting an opportunity to play for the city that I've rooted for and with a group of guys that embody the 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 heart of that city, it's one of the biggest honors in my professional career as a football player. But, I mean, and that's and that's saying a lot. And there are actually a lot of, you know, I guess parallels that you can you can put to it because again, it is something that I feel like this league has been able to do every place that it's gone is build that sense of community within the teams within the divisions and everything else like that um and there are know, also like, a lot of a lot of boston uh area kids you know younger than me um uh watch watch our league you know i came back home um i think it was last saturday on a monday and it was like uh you're uh you're that that goose guy and i was like wow it's a it's a it's a new feeling so yeah. I, yeah, that I never happened it. with with that never happened with semi pro, did it? No, I and I feel like I've done way more in semi than uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the, like I said, the expansion, man, the expansion. I think this league will be around a very, very long time, and hopefully, and hopefully, Boston Omegas will be around for a long time as well. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, and the league has, I mean, to its credit, been around for a long time. It's just the exposure has been going up just just recently, the last you know couple of years. Shout but out to I the think Pro Jaffos and the All Pro Jaffo Army. Uh, we, 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 I mean, we saw something that we liked, and uh, we're that type of group that we want to showcase a lot of the things that people are not. I mean, anybody can talk the big three. Anybody can talk football. Anybody can talk basketball. Anybody can talk baseball. But we're trying to bring out more than that. You know, and with you guys, it was such an interesting concept because it is that turkey bowl feeling that, you know, all of us did as a kid, you know, that, you know, tackle the carrier and everybody else. Obviously, it was by different names that we probably shouldn't be using right now, obviously. But... <laughs> But we all had that, you know, elementary school, you know, recess style, everybody. So it brings that sense of almost your your childhood back. Yes. But then, you know, like you said, you're bringing it to communities and stuff like that that can relate to this. Well, my childhood you know, like they're, they're in Boston. Like, yeah. I'm sure, you know, people all over the place, they, you know, turkey bowls, things like that. This type of stuff is something that everyone can relate to. And you guys are bringing that there. That's gonna. And you'll probably add, Corey. I'm thinking A7FL Boston teams. You'll probably have four by the end of next year. And that's there's four names already in. And I gotta say, the Omegas was the best one. And I'm I'm glad to be an Omega. But I don't know if X. You've seen that uh, red claws. That yeah, last. Nah, I was looking at. Mean, I, 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 I contacted uh, Dead Zone. I was like, man, are you serious? Are you serious, man? Come on, you could have got us some, you know, some red claws, you know, but right. Um, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk down on the Omegas. I think it's like absolutely a Greek, not a Greek, a Greek thing. Cause, and I like, and I like it. I always say it's the purple moon night. Look at the, look at the logo. Like, I think like in my opinion, you know, um, I just, it's so hard to find drip, man. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's, I, I, you guys got the color scheme down. I like the purple. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, to my, you. my wife got me the the headband, and, and then but she got me the headband that that's purple, and then she keeps telling me to cut my hair, and I'm like, nah, it doesn't work that way. Um, it, it, you might, you guys might want to switch it up and go with like the black pants instead of. The I, no, purple. honestly, I, I told him that. I told him um, I was like, uh, probably have like you know a Baltimore version, uh, purple, uh, a Ravens version, purple. Um, I think that would look very well. But like I said, we're a first year team. Let's uh, worry about winning before we worry about yeah. <laughs> uh, see, see, he brings it back to the right way. But I will say to go back in the wrong direction because I sometimes play. There we go. You always do that, though. As great as that Red Claws other team was, I will say to Denzel that as mean as the Bean looks, wait till you see the Bean logo. It's what? What? What are they? They're the. They're the Bean Town. Bean like, Town. Yeah, the Bean oh, Town no. or something. And oh, I heard you guys bean. talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, Denzel was talking about it's a mean bean. And I'm like, look, man, Rob's about to make an X rated joke or something. Like, we can't be talking about I'm, beans. When I hear that name, when I hear that team, no disrespect, I'm, I, I don't know who's going to be on the team or anything. I'm thinking I'm having 40. You know, with a team name like that, I'm 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 going yeah. off of 40. Yeah. Well, my, my, uh, what I told Denzel and then he liked it. Uh, you you're you're a Boston guy, so you have a better uh, better read on it than me. Now we have to involve a, a celebrity, so I don't know if it would work, but it would be the the Boston Tea Party, 
And listen, the symbol is just a, a, a silhouette of Mr. T with a gold chain. No? Absolutely not. Absolutely what? not. The Absolutely Boston not. Tea Party. And I, I, I heard you mention this on the three-on-one. And you say, I remember specifically being in my car going, Corey, just stop. Just stop. <sighs> no, just we're not. It's a historical. Now we're going place. too far. No. <laughs> we're talking about one of the greatest personalities of all time. Then we might as well do the um. What is it? The uh, uh, gosh, the horses are coming. I, I don't know. I don't know my history. Um, the British are coming. Yes, the British are coming. Yes. Uh, the the Boston Reveres. The Boston Reveres. Yeah. The Boston like, Reveres. Now that's directly. That's yeah. now. If you want the to historical out concept, that wouldn't be bad, actually. That's that's I'm nice. Reveal, I like. Yeah. What do you think, Country K? Mr. The the Boston Tea Parties with the logo is literally Mister T. Either either team name, the Tea Party or Reveres is a ten sack game. It's a ten sack game. <laughs> What are you? What are you assuming that I'm on all of the Boston teams? Come on now. I mean, at that point, I wouldn't even care who the quarterback was. I'm yeah. <laughs> but if Mr. T was involved in A7, like, and, and uh, to put my kid to bed, I uh, I had to put on the old Blues Clues, right? Shout outs <laughs> to all the the blue dogs that helped raise myself and all my kids. That would be Bluey, Blues Clues, Chase from Paw Patrol, and my guy Snoop Dogg. Who's also That's talks true. about our league? You idiot! Oh yeah, I know. I've definitely seen that on the podcast. But um, if we got Mr. T involved in the league, and 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 I pity the fool that played a tea party. What? Good you gonna put God. a ten sacks? Are you Good gonna be like, God. yo? I'm getting Mr. T's autograph. Ten. I'm talking about a strong ten. I'm getting out. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get ten and a half. You're gonna go I'm done. You're gonna do the Reggie White pick up the offensive player, like throw Chris <laughs> Carter into Randall Cunningham, the Reggie White, right? You're gonna get that half sack. If y'all give Mr. T the microphone before the game or a bullhorn or whatever the fuck apparatus he would use, he's old. He's gonna have I will go for 10 sacks. He say that shit, 10 sacks. 10. <laughs> High 10. High 10. I'm telling you, out third quarter. It's gonna be like seven minutes left. I'm out. I'm <laughs> this shit is over. Now, now, Goose, you can't see him, even though it's a beautiful picture there. And rest in peace to uh, to our guy there. But uh, Country K is six ten; like he could probably do what he's saying. And I, I, I jokingly, I jokingly reached out to Snow Tribe because they they apparently are paying people that are getting them to a a, a grand total of one in six by the end of the season. But if they're paying people, they might as well pay a six ten beast from the southeast. Yep. And my last my last line to GM Ant. Anthony Richardson Ant Live was as a joke because I was doing a bit for your guys' show. I said, "Don't cut me," and I think he took that personally and made sure that he found a way. You put it out there. You put it into his. Now, mind. to be fair, they called me back, as did the Renegades this past weekend, four times to play quarterback for them because there was this weird trade thing. And uh, I just the thing is too, honestly, with the league is just. Uh, I don't want to put the Snow Tribes business out there, so I'll be, you know, very uh No, nah, put it out there. We talk right, man. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, you guys be, make me a villain. Be yourself. Already. You guys are making me a villain already. Um I've had a few teams uh recruit me. Um uh Snow Tribe, uh Renegades, a, f- a few other teams. Um Rob put the idea in the U. Um but like I said, I'm I'm a Boston guy, uh, regardless. But uh, does the loyalty in this league sometimes is uh, it's a little bit wonky. Like um, I, 
him behind closed doors, I heard a rumor and did not like it at all about Corey um, that he probably wasn't going to be my starting quarterback. And Goose would would have not suited up this week. Goose would have been on the sideline supporting his guys, of course, but Goose would have not played. So, um, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of our teammates support him, especially his wide receivers. You know, it's our quarterback. We're going to defend mm-hmm. him regardless, right or wrong. Um, the amount of love and trust we have for Corey, you know, we we will sit before we let him like, and that's the thing with loyalty. You know, he's came in since game one and got destroyed and gets up with a smile on his face and still delivers the ball and says, Goose, you got, you got the next one again. I'm going to you. And, you know, a Euro. And the loyalty that Corey has is, is what I love. Uh, Snow Tribe, I wouldn't go there. They they even offered me number one. I'm, I still wouldn't go there. Um, it's just – it's a loyalty thing, you know. I, I mean – They, they got know. a Buffalo Bill on their team talking to a guy from Boston not realizing, like, that's probably not going to work out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you're going to – especially with with any sort of, you know, professional league, there's always going to be, you know, the free agencies and, you know, people do, wanting to do recruiting and everything. There's there's just – you're going to get more and more in that, especially as the name and everything like that continues to grow. But I think, you know, going back to what we talked about, when it comes to building a sort of – culture and community there in Boston around the this division, you know, in these teams, it's going to take a lot of that, you know, loyalty to the teams in order to kind of make them grow. I mean, yeah, you could probably, you know, bring a few in from, from others, but the core group of guys that the people in that community are going to kind of come to know at, they might be the reason why they come watch in the first place. Now to just see, oh, the, they're gone. Okay, well, you know, so yeah, that's, the that's, loyal, the loyalty. Question, that's what it. happened to a lot of those teams that didn't make it. Is when you're building and when you're working from the bottom, there will be guys like Goose that'll pop out of the screen. And in this league, it's it's year to year. <laughs> And according to uh, some of the Baltimore teams down there, uh, it's it's week to week. Um, so you know, f- to have the level of dedication and loyalty and commitment, it's uh, you know, I talk I talk to a guy in this league, and I won't say his name specifically, just to kind of keep the anonymity there. But uh, I talk to him pretty much like biweekly, just in general about a seven, about everything going on, and he's a. Uh, you know, he's a well-respected member of the league. He, he has, a, you know, a lot to say and, you know, outcomes of, you know, what goes on, you know, year in, year out. And and he and he's involved with the team. And, and you know, he you know, he he wants me to be a part of the, the organization that's he's with. And and he's a great guy and, and I love him and his organization. But what I told him is that, look, like that's just not me. When I was Goose's age or, or probably a little bit older, uh, Goose, you're what, 24? Yeah, you're 20, right? You're fucking young as shit. <laughs> you're almost half my age. Damn. But yeah, so so when I was older than Goose, because because when when I came in the league, it was after uh it was after my college football career, which wasn't you know productive or anything, but it it had length. <laughs> I was in college for five years, um, and I have junior credits. Don't tell any employer that I worked for. Um <laughs> were you were you trying to pull a Van Wilder? 
at that point? Man. Get as much out of it as you could. <laughs> until I had, don't, my wife doesn't watch these. So until I had my kid, I basically was Van Wilder. Um, <laughs> and that's not something to brag about. Uh, but but when I was young in this league, I joined the team, the Warriors, right? And one of my jerseys that eventually will go in a museum somewhere because my wife is going to be like, get these the hell out of our house. On the back, it's the acronym W-O-E. And what we as a team back then, the Warriors, we were, you know, a plucky, you know, 500, maybe one game better. We made the playoffs every year, but you know, our game plan was throw the ball every play and have fun. Um, and allow quarterbacks to convert on third and fourth down by just running it because everybody's covered, but nobody nobody would ever guess that the running quarterback would take off. I have PTSD. But the the WOE stood for Warriors over everything. And instead of putting my name on the back, I put the WOE um, kind of kind of be the mission statement for who I was as a player, who I represented for as a roster. And you know, we survived a good four seasons of, of really tough, you know, mediocre seasons where we were 500, but, you know, no team really was like excited to play us because we were a different style. And, uh, you know, a wide receiver still holds the record for most catches in a season. Keith and his own nickname he gave himself. I was in the boot in the booth then. The God Morrison. You see how tall, yo. Goose, you see how tall Country K is? He's tall. Yeah, I just see that. I was like, oh, damn. But he he had 97 catches in a season. I think that's still <laughs> the record. Now, we always we always trolled him. He didn't have any touchdowns that season. Um, But that was the mindset that I entered this league with, is that I'm going to stay and grow with my guys. And even though I had other opportunities to maybe go up and maybe go elsewhere – I stayed with it. But the problem is, is that after those four seasons, then my team combined with the then Thrashers, we were the Purple City Warriors. And when teams combine, they either succeed or fold. And then I, when I was a free agent, then it was just, it's just been this mercenary thing and it is what it is. Um, I keep getting cut. That's why all the grays. But this, <laughs> this, this new, this Omega's thing in, in a situation where I just, like a week before the season, I got cut by a team that I lost 40 pounds for. Like, I don't, I don't know if you see my thumb, but like, that's not supposed to be that swollen. That's, that's my throwing thumb. Like I made a lot of sacrifices coming into the season and it was, it was a downer to be honest, to be cut from a ridiculous ass named snow tribe team that talked more about the Jersey combinations that they would wear than the schemes that they would run. Idiots. <laughs> Jersey's our first though. I guess. There's a first. I mean, I mean, I mean, if they had if they had four options and and they had the policy that they have to sign, I guess that's that would take up the bulk of the meetings. You know, not the offensive play calls that they obviously have forgot to talk about based on their output so so far this season, and maybe why their quarterback quit because maybe it's, they yeah whatever. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know how I feel about that powder blue and orange combo. I'm, I, well, I don't know how I feel about it. If I was wearing it, I'd be all for it. But since I'm petty and I'm just off. <laughs> The point, well, the point so, of my, my so sob good. story is, is that coming into season, I, I sacrifice a lot. And then to get cut right before the season, I'm facing my mortality as a player, right? So then, so then Goose, knowing that. But, knowing but the Omegas gave me second of, life, and that was my point. I talked forever. Go ahead. Go. Knowing, you know, the story, like what happened with Corey, did you and the rest of the guys kind of take that as a, you know, like that's all right. Now we 
there's extra motivation to back him up because the team did him, you know, to be honest, pretty dirty. Well, it's not just me too. There's me, other guys. Me personally, I was I was kind of thrilled up until we signed Corey and on that day, uh, a few days before, Coach handed me the playbook. Was like, "You're quarterback. You know, you you're gonna run this this team. You're gonna." Uh, and I was like, "Fuck, you know, I don't. I apologize. Um, no, I don't really. Don't, we've said much worse. Trust me. I don't want to, you know." run this scheme i want i wanted a quarterback my true position is receiver mm. you know so when we signed Corey, i was thrilled um spoke with him briefly you know uh about what he has and what he's accomplished and i was like you know what this guy has a chip on his shoulder you know i like guys that have chip on their shoulders nine out of ten they're they're gonna they're gonna prove themselves right you know uh i think he had an excellent game against the snow tribe uh despite us losing he he played excellent, you know. Um, not just because he threw me a touchdown, but he played excellent as in as in reading, you know. That is important though. <laughs> <laughs> My first touchdown in the league, I got two touchdowns. The first touchdown in the league was defensive touchdown. So yeah, yeah. um bailed us out. Which by the way, I was like, Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. it, it there, made there. your it made your top five, right? Yeah, I, well, I don't think did it? I, don't know. I, I remember I don't seeing it a bunch of times. I, I was happy for my guys though. You know, I, you know I, me, though. I wanted to be a part of the highlight, but I was happy. I mean, one, the fact that you actually had a brief conversation with Corey is amazing all in itself. But he's being nice. That, <laughs> but but the fact that, again, you you it was like a gravitational thing. It's like you Honestly, all yeah, have, you think... all have the chip on your shoulder. You all want Boston to to do well. And then it, it's just one of those pieces that you put together and it actually fits. You know, yeah, yeah, it was shitty that he got cut, you know, a week before the season and stuff like that. But in a way, it's a blessing in disguise, in disguise especially for the you know, for the Omegas, because again, like we said before, you have a guy that has the experience in the league to help grow it. He knows he knows so much. You know, he like he can look at a defense before the defense is even set. And just and he knows the guys that you know he, he's played uh, played against. He knows their he knows their uh, their tendencies. You know, um, I'm still learning them as well. But uh, having Corey in my corner, you know, letting me know like, hey, uh, run your route a little bit shorter. You know, usually I run my my slant. You know, honestly, on my curls, I don't even run my routes anymore. You know, I just I kind of like you do a little, little two step turn around and, and the balls the balls right there. But that just comes to a lack of the line. I think once we get a line and we get a Corey, uh, get Corey a line, uh, there's no telling what we can accomplish. And and the big thing for me is, is that like you know getting cut from the Snow Tribe and and not knowing in in that like turbulent week where I was trying to figure out whether I was even going to play. Hmm. Now being on a team that you know yes we're we're struggling, but we're also at the we're at the bottom building right. Right that's given me like a new life in this league that I, I was really kind of facing the, 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 the real potential possibility that I was done and I was going to be sitting there and, and, you know, Matt and Rob are, are kind of urging me to do that as soon as possible because they enjoy <laughs> it. I enjoy it too, but I also think it would be unfair to the league a because I give them plenty of reasons to play against me. Um, but I always wanted to make sure that I was a part of the play when we, you know, and, and the, the term we use on the three on one is the solid gold boat. 
So the, the, the effort and all of the things that I put into being able to be the quarterback for the Schnow tribe, which they didn't appreciate. I mean, I, I just, just listening to goose, tell me the things, you know, and, and he shows me those things, right? Like, but it's cool to hear him. <laughs> it, it, that's yes. for me, feed, feed the Corey Hammond ego much more, please. Well, <laughs> well no, the, the player and the and the podcaster do do have a different personality. I don't, right. I don't no, think, we, I don't think when they listen to me on the podcast for the first time that they're ready for the the the, the intense spiciness of the shit that I give people. Yeah. And I even I even went into it with with uh, Ryan Shamar for to you this this specific weekend because I just couldn't help myself. Um, but like I said, I, I even was on the phone with Kenny Stansbury this week, and now I wasn't stupid enough to fucking poke the bear. Yeah, but I'm not dumb either. I was trying to get get to see if he would slip anything, and then he was trying to get to see if I would slip anything. Um, but it just goes to show you that with the the situation that we're in, it, it it's the beginning of a process, and 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 because I'm now in a new beginning, I'm actually thankful that everything broke the way that it did. Because a, I'm playing for Boston. B, I'm playing for guys that that truly appreciate what I bring to the table, you know, however limited that is in the running game, <laughs> but it also, it gives me the opportunity to really do the things that I was trying to do, but not necessarily maybe in the short term, but over the course of, you know, the next couple of seasons, this could be a part of my career that, that redefines a lot of what has been said about me. Or it could just cement some of the other positive things that, you know, we kind of, you know, featured. But, you know, I'm thankful for everything shaking out the way that it is, even if my wife is pissed off because <laughs> she has to deal with me on a Monday. Yeah, I'm sure she's she's getting a little tired. I mean, as much as we do joke about it, she probably does, you know, get a little crack, a smile on her face every time you get hit. But I'm sure most <laughs> of the part, I'm sure most of the time, you know, she is, you know, kind of tired of, dealing with certain aspects of it which is understood but i mean you still got the support and everything behind it but when i look at it and and it it really is a a big testament i guess towards who you are not just as a player but um but as a person you have a different outlook on it you're you're not playing necessarily just for yourself you're playing for the guys around you and that speaks a lot of volumes it really does um and again as much shit as you talk here and on the three-on-one and with it we appreciate we know it's all in good fun we know that you know the spirit behind it is never necessarily personal or malicious again depending on the situation at hand <laughs> but well, these for the things the i say about the snow travel I, I mean, but pretty football, you know what I mean? So, right. But, but for the, for the most part, that's what it is. But then, you know, you got to look at the realities of it and what you've been doing on the field with, um, a young team, um, like this, it, it's, it's a hell of a thing to see, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm impressed by it. One way to put it. Yeah. That's definitely one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by it. I really am because it's, not a lot of people are willing to go through a, a building process at this point. You know, it is what it is. You're one of the older players, you know, that have been around for a while. 
most guys around this time are probably looking to be a part of a team to try to get that championship. And, and I know a championship is something that throughout your career that you've wanted, but in a sense, you've been willing to almost put your own ego of having a championship to the side in order to help the up and coming group. Well, and, and, and to be fair, there's country K what up? <laughs> but to be fair, man, it, there he is. There he is. There he's gone. Peaks, there he is. There we go. Um, Part of part of the reason, though, I think is is it's funny that you say that my like putting aside my ego. I think the other thing is, is that my ego also is not going to allow me to ride the coattails of others to that championship. Like if, if, if I were to say, I don't know, have joined. You know, I had a similar dumb thing right before 2021 with a similar thing. What up, Goose? But uh, if I were to join BIC in, in their run last year to the championship as as Steri's like, you know, emergency backup and I won a championship, I would have claimed that I won that championship. And and to be fair, I wouldn't have ever made that decision unless it was like literally the only way I could be on a roster, I think. So, I mean, the championship is what every player and every sport is after. Mm. And you know, as a coach, I wouldn't say. Well, I guess that's true. Some guys are looking for some guys are looking for attention and stats, um, <laughs> but at least it's one of the goals, right? Uh, you know, goose isn't goose isn't playing for the Omegas. You know, delusional to think that we're we're capable of running the championship where we sit right now. But if we keep working, there's no there's no reason that we can't you know raise whatever ceiling is on us by the the doing football the right way and in my in my career i've really just you know i've done a lot of you know little things that have you know big mistakes that have helped me grow and i feel like even though even though my body is in a position where at 36 i'm not in my physical prime i did put more into this year you're like 38 love line I'm 36. <laughs> April 9th was my birthday. My birthday present was is that we had a week off from my beatdown. But um, I, I put more into this season knowing that with the, the talent in the league growing exponentially year after year, the other divisions coming in here, uh, you know, I went out to Vegas and played against the Vegas guys. Again, they had a dream team and I had a team of ragtag, you know, Throw togethers, um, it, you gotta you gotta do the right things to get the. And, and as a coach, my son, I talk about it all the time. My son's got two championships, and I'm his coach. And the things that I was preaching to him, I wasn't even doing myself as an athlete. So I started doing those things. I'm starting to get there. And like I said, I got this new life with this new team and this new division. I got a new target, and. I'm ready to rock. And BIC better watch out for that fist. I don't know if I'll throw it up, but I can't control myself. Hey, don't, be, don't give them more fuel to the fire. Listen, let's, let's just keep my head down. You guys should have encouraged me to do it because of my defiance. I probably going to – no, I'm just joking. I'm not going to do it, Goose. That, <laughs> honestly, they're already gonna, mad enough as it is going into this. Listen, if we, win the game, if we win the game, I'm going to stand on your shoulders. I'll take my cleats off, but I will stand on your shoulders, Goose, whether you're injured or not, and I will do the fist in their face if we win the game. 
Now, uh, we I'll got a lot, a lot of work to do before that happens, but um, hopefully I, Kenny I Stanbury doesn't hear me say that. Competing-wise, competing-wise, I think we can compete with any team, um, my personal opinion. We've showed it against teams that were in the top, top 10 conversation right now. And up until, I mean, the Watchmen, I can't really use them as an example. They, they dominated us from, from the, the whistle. But, uh, like, you know, Huff didn't really move the ball on us like that until, you know, third, fourth, fourth drive yeah. uh, when he started to figure us out. The first drive was a little bit easier for him, but, like, they, they went a few drives to where it was third, fourth down conversions. So yeah, we, we didn't have work. the – we had some stops. I'm pretty sure we had some stops. Yeah. But, oh uh, yeah, no. You it, it you get definitely been putting work and making them earn it. it. It's just you know after a while that competitiveness goes away because of the fatigue. You know that that goes with it with the amount of guys that you guys have or lack thereof. But you know, like you said, yes. In that meantime, especially in the beginning stages. You guys have been competitive, and, and there's there's no denying that. So most of the flack I think that you guys are going to get as a team is going to be aimed towards that guy right there. Yeah. Um, so not m basically you guys as a team. It's mostly going to be aimed towards him. Uh, but the well, fact that, that you guys that's know. The job of, that's the job of a quarterback, really. I mean – Good quarterbacks have been called great a lot, and they take that. And good quarterbacks been, been have been called ass a lot, and they have to take that. And you know, I think it's a great position for for the Omegas and in, in with what we got that they can all figure it out. I'll take the arrows. I'll take the 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 you know the 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 disses and all the negativity and all the you know. Goose was saying it. boots in the ass for it. And, and when we were playing a watchman, they were focused on trying to kill me. You know, as long as I get the ball to those guys, you know, that extra attention might even work in our benefits. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm here for, man. That's I'd rather that I, I will always rather that than sometimes what other guys might have done with the options that I have. I'm talking about the actual options that I have. Be right. a guy that's part of a team that is useful to a team but isn't very valued as opposed to a guy that's in there living and dying every play. And, hey, so that everybody else can be better, I'll, you know, I'll take some of the, you know, I'll, to, to quote the wire, you know, when my guy Littlefinger is the mayor, you know, sometimes you got to eat some shit. And I guess that's my job. So um, call me. That's, uh, like the, call that's me what makes Gavin. one of the best leading quarterbacks, you know. That's what makes him. You know, so great is there's a lot of there's a lot of selflessness to the chaos that is Corey Hammond. I don't. I, yeah. I think uh, Corey's only seen me catch the ball on my twenty receptions or so. I think he's only made me see me catch the ball maybe twice or once. You know, <laughs> the rest if of the that, time you know, he's, he's seeing the lights above. <laughs> and uh, like I said, my teammates make a joke about it. You know, it's uh, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the uh, the the bird box or whatever. You know, the the blind with the uh. Uh, with the yeah. blind. Yeah. Um, my coach uh, was like, uh, he was like, you know, effort, you know, uh, Goose is back there somewhere. And uh, that's what uh, Corey kind of plays like. But it's like that says, come down to the line. You know, once Corey gets a line, it's it's over. 
You know, then he can actually start reading. Because I think, uh, like, Corey, and also said it earlier in the show, he also definitely does pre, pre-snap, pre you know. All right, he's lining a few yards off a of goose. I'm just going to throw it a goose. Um, I think if Corey has more time, he's able to also look at, you know, Euro's eating. Euro's open a lot of the times when I'm double or triple covered and Euro's still open. Yeah. Um, I just think it's just a, a trust level. He was, Corey was, like, forced to trust me, you know. He threw me a few passes in the first game. And working. caught every single one of them. I think long as it's working. Yeah. One, I've only dropped one pass. I have more tackles than I do drop passes. So <laughs> I think if Corey gets one more lineman, I don't think he needs all, you know, the whole I think he just gets one more to protect that blind spot. He'd be more comfortable going back to that that back slot, um that that back screen or that that back slant. Um a lot of Euro pushes me away from him to to get on Corey's right side to, so he can be able to see me. But like I said, if he gets a line, Corey, um, Corey and, and Euro and, and Steve, those those are our guys. It's I get like I said, I get all the credit, but those three do a lot for us. And 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 you guys are gonna continue to do a lot more. I'm seeing a lot of good things with this team. Again, regardless of what the outcomes and the scores and the statistical things say. There's a lot to say about how this team continues to to fight, especially with the amount of adversity that you guys have gone through. So that keep that going. Um, Corey, keep being you, man. Don't ever fucking change. We love the hell out of you. Goose, uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and talking. We, I'm glad we got to get to know a little bit more about you. And, and what you are as, as a player. So that makes us even more excited to, to be able to watch your guys' team and the Appreciate growth it. that you guys are going to have. Um, so good luck to you guys the rest of the season. Good luck tomorrow. Um, I know you guys are going to be fighting from beginning to end uh, against a tough team, and it's going to be excited to see. I'm actually I'm actually going to put a, put a prediction, and people in BIC might be a little mad at it. They're gonna score more than six points this week. <laughs> we're 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 getting twelve, if not the the, the goal. It. We're gonna go twenty one points are getting scored. The goal is steady improvement, and I'm down with it. Because <laughs> I got I got in about three hours, so you know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta uh, go. You gotta go to sleep now. I got a I got a game my, my semi pro game for the Boston. Oh, oh, that's what you were saying. Oh, I thought yeah, I was gonna oh, say. Man. I thought you said you got to get ready for the game in three no, hours. No, I got I, my my game is at is at five <laughs> for the Chargers. Boston. Yeah, for the Boston Chargers. Oh, <laughs> and mine too. I gotta uh, hit the road. I gotta drive to Sacramento. <laughs> so, damn. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! Registration's still open for the Omegas, my guy. Just get over. Tell you, say, say, hey, six three, yo, that's a goal line right there. Six ten. Six ten. 610 yeah. beast from the southeast. They oh, never just said a 63 beast from the southeast. Above average. We get the one yard. <laughs> I have more confidence than a QB sneak or, or a dive. If you just walk to the goal line and you just Corey just throws it up, I'm telling you, that's 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 an easy tutty. That's, <laughs> that's an easy tutty. He's Pretty the reason I got from the snow tribe, and I stand behind that decision. Ladies and gentlemen of the Jaffa Army. The Boston Omegas duo, Corey Hammond, Xavier Goose, Vinny. We appreciate you guys for being on with us, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. Um, Let's see.
go and then he goes and then hold on let me let me try and see I gotta I let Hans and other company he was in the waiting room for a quick second. Um I saw him I saw him in there. I was like, oh shit. I was like, we gotta wrap it up with, with Corey and and Goosh real quick so we can get a little bit of Hans perspective on uh what's going down with the fights tonight. Tonight is the night. Super fight. Um before that, we appre- again, we appreciate Goose and Corey for coming on. A lot of good stuff. I mean, Goose being as young as he is to kind of have the mindset that he has, um, the want to to help grow the not just the team but the division and everything else like that says a lot um, about what he's probably going to mean to the Boston di- division. Um. And Corey, man, like we we can't say enough good things about Corey. Um, you know, not just you know the shit talking guy that you see on the podcast all the time, but he's actually a, a leader and a good person um, off camera and stuff like that too. So, uh, yeah, appreciate them for for being on with us. Yeah, I always knew he was a good guy. I can I always had that Van Welder feel though. Like I kind of felt that like. Yeah, I was. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> In my junior college days, I was the black Van Wilder, but that's neither here nor there. My escapade <laughs> was wild and fucking all over the board. People wouldn't believe some of the shit I got into. Oh man! But that's neither here nor there. I, I mean, to be honest, I can believe it. I just no, I can believe it. Let me be honest. I can believe it. Yeah. But um it's gonna be a tough I, I was telling them early on, um they've gotten like the rough end of the stick these first four weeks that they've played because they play the BIC uh tomorrow. Mm. And like I was like, wow, the slew of teams that they've had to the, the murderous row of, of teams that they've had to go go through. And, you know, like I said, to be, to still be able to show the fight that they have, they're, they're in good hands. Like, yeah, again, I'm, it I'm, is. Across to them, I'm like, I didn't get to see a full game, but I've seen like parts of the game or pieces in the game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and they, they look real scrappy. You know what I mean? They look like they really trying to go out there and compete versus just folding over, you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. people seeing an uphill battle and just folding over. So it's they a scrappy team. I just uh, you know, it it, it is the again they're they're in good hands. I mean, with with Corey, the wealth of knowledge that he brings to that team, and the amount of talent that they actually do have, it's a good combination. They'll be fine. Um, I, I don't think, you know, again, any of them had the, as Corey says, delusions of winning a championship, but the fact that all of them have an understanding that it's going to be a building process is actually the key point in the whole thing. Um, 
the fact that they know when they're not going to give up and they're basically going to keep going until they can't anymore. Um, that that's the, the main, main part. And the main reason why that team is going to, and that division is going to grow, um, bigger than what it is. Um, so with Hans, I think that small little window that he was in there, that probably might've been the only window. Uh, we were going to have him on and everything when we were going to go yesterday. Um, and we were going to have him on before, but again, with the circumstances of what's been, what's going to happen today, um, with Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia, it has been an absolute hell week, hell two weeks, um, for Hans. Uh, so the fact that he was even, you know, gracious enough to try to give us a little bit of time um is i'm thankful for that enough as it possibly is because i know because we've tried we've tried to get him on you know for fight weekends and stuff like that before and it's usually been a no-go because of the fact that he's so busy that he does so much so the fact that he was like trying to get on and stuff like that that i appreciate that um but yeah man this this fight um i'm seeing a lot of things i don't know what i don't know what you've seen um about it but from what i've seen um some people are saying that this is the fight that's gonna save boxing um, some people are saying that the winner of this fight is the pound for pound king and the face of boxing. Um, to be quite honest and knowing what's out there in the boxing world, I don't necessarily know if I can uh, agree with those sayings. I don't know if saving boxing is the right word. Um, Putting a big spark into it, that could definitely be it. But I don't know about saving boxing. And as far as pound for pound king, um, I don't know about that either because neither one of them are undisputed champions. And even after this fight, there still won't be an, there'll be a champion, but not an undisputed champion. Um, there are other undisputed champions around that. I think so it, it some of the, the words that go with and I get the wording is meant to build up the fight. Um but from what you have you seen anything about this weekend that makes you think that this is gonna be one of those fights that kind of changes the game? I mean, I can understand the context of where they're coming from. Um I mean, y'all say all the time that you really like Floyd ducked and dodged everybody. He was 50 and 0. Like the last real time you had to have a fighter that was undefeated, really taking big fights and shit like that, and or making big fights was Floyd essentially yeah. that was undefeated. So it was like, yeah. yeah, they're trying to boost the shit up and make it seem like because both of these guys are good and they fighting each other, and it's clearly a real dislike there. So you, um, you take that all of that in consideration. It's like, yeah, at this point, you don't have a Tyson and Holyfield type of, you know what I mean, feel. You don't have none of those type of 
big boxing fields right now. That's just from my perspective, and I'm I'm yeah. much of a Fairweather fan. It ain't even funny. So that's uh, just me just explaining, like from a person that just like you know really just catch the fights in big moments. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, so you, it's, so it's it's more of like the casual fan, you know, the the one that goes in and you understand when the big moments are and stuff like that. But it there hasn't been you know like I said a lot of big moment fights like the last one big moment big fight feel that it really had to it which what well, was, was probably what wilder and fury i mean yeah that, i guess that that trilogy was kind of the last time people were really saying that oh man like this is one of the the best trilogies in boxing history and everything even i was saying like that because these two went to all out war with each other for three fights you know, it's just well, we'll say we'll say two and a half. Like that second one wasn't really a fight. Well yeah, no, that's 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 true. But but the fact that Wilder has literally been the or one of the one of two fighters, I think, in history that has actually put Tyson Fury on his ass. Um, not a lot of people can say that they've done that. And I think Wilder has been the closest one to beating him. Everybody remembers the first fight when Wilder put him down and then miraculously, like the undertaker leaning up after getting hit comes back and beats the 10 count. Yeah, but I'm that, that was tight. But at the same exact time, it was during COVID. So you didn't really get the full feel of that. You know what I mean? Well, like, the beginning the beginning fight, or like the first fight was before COVID. Yeah, but the other two wasn't. You see what I'm saying? That's true. So that's that's what I'm saying. The other two fights is really what finishes it off. Like, yeah, we was able to see great fights, but we, were we able to fully feel the great fights? Were we able to get the full experiences that everyone would get from those yeah. fights? You might got some of it on the third one, but that second one, for damn sure, it wasn't. You know what I mean? So, like, it was. Yeah, that second one, Wilder got worked. This is, like, the first fight that you get the real feel and get the full experience of everything where everybody's, like, fight parties and things like that. Like, the whole world is able to experience it now. Well, to to an extent. Some countries are, you know, real strict with theirs. But, you know what I mean? That's just what it is. Like you get yeah. the real feel for it. You get different places and bars and pubs and play like fight parties and people houses and barbecues and crab rolls. You know what I mean? Crab. Ooh. Sounds really good. Hey, sh- by the way, shout out to uh, Jocelyn, Aaron, Amanda, and uh, Logan. We're gonna be watching the the fight later on um, over at uh, Jocelyn's place today. Uh, getting some Costco pizzas and shit, you know. Enjoy the the, the day. What time uh, is the fight? The the fight itself or the the main card starts at five. Mm. So that probably means Davis Garcia won't go on until about maybe seven or eight. Perfect. Depending on how the fights before it goes, because there's there's four fights. There's right. the three undercards, and then there's the the fourth. So, 
I mean, unless all three of the first uh, fights end in a first round knockout, you know, which doesn't really happen ever. Um, and most of these, I think, are 10 round bouts. Right. Yeah, it'll probably be around like seven or eight o'clock where Garcia and Davis actually fight. Yeah, if it wasn't today, I would be like, hey, I got the game up there at three, so whatever. But fuck it. I'm trying to make sure I got enough time to make it back to see some of the fight. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's going to be a little. Or you have your game at three? Yeah, at River City High. But, uh, and it's, it's, we're playing a, a below, a below average team. So it's going to be real fast. Like last game, I left at like third quarter, bro. Hold on. Let me, let me ask something. So, yeah, people, make sure you guys check out the, uh, Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis fight. Um, it's going to be a good one. You know what I mean? You got two good boxers going in. You know what I mean? And also, if you're in the Sacramento area, make sure you uh, check out the games that's out there. The Fury might be playing out there, but fuck them. Uh, you got the <laughs> I'm playing on uh, the River City Tigers. We're playing at River City High School at 3 p.m. You guys able to come? Um, 3 p.m. and then the fight at five. Damn, there's a lot going on today. And then all A7FL going on tomorrow. Let's see, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, the NBA playoffs. <laughs> I told you Steph was on some other shit. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, the Kings had a had an absolutely terrible shooting night that night. I'm not gonna lie to you, that was pretty bad. Yeah, but Steph was on some other shit, like I said. Steph was also on some other shit, yes. And I think he's the. And I mean, we we talked about it. Like, if Steph is going up, like Steph being on the court is the best chance for the Warriors right now. And the fact that he went off and then, you know, all the, basically the rest of the Kings, you know, we're not shooting. I'm not going to blame anything. We're going to call all oh, with the fouls. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, this was one of those games. The Kings just had a shitty shooting night. They had an opportunity to, to take advantage of the fact that Draymond wasn't going to be in and they couldn't execute. So that, you know, they got to, they got to deal with that now. Um, so like this, this game is going to, or this series is, uh, in my opinion, going to go six or seven. It's going to be a long series. Um, one team is going to have to lose at home and we both know both teams are good at home. Um, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough series for them. Um, as for everybody else. To be honest, I feel like the Warriors and the Kings are the the best story right now. Why is that? That's just because of what it is. You know, the Kings being their first time in the playoffs and playing against the defending champions and it there's more I guess a, a, a little bit of like that little rivalry storyline where you know, the Warriors have been what people have been saying little growing the uh 
Kings for a long, long period of time. Uh, so, you know, for them to get their their uh, their wins and stuff like that when they can, it's it's one of those things. To whereas every other series, I don't feel has necessarily that. The Suns Clippers easily yeah. easily overshadowed y'all because you got KD Russ, you got Chris Paul versus the Clippers, Chris Paul versus Scott Foster. You you got you that's just three right there in itself. Like, Chris Paul versus Boston. Not Boston for sure. Like for sure. Like, for real. Well. Yeah, so <laughs> um yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's gonna be a, a great weekend. Uh we appreciate you guys hanging out with us in the morning talking with Goose and Corey. Uh, for the A seven twelve, sorry that Hans, uh, we had that small time frame that he was in there. Um, I was trying to wrap it up as soon as possible, but as we wrapped it up, he had to go. Um, so it is what it is. That's fine. It's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully, maybe we can talk to Hans uh, next week uh, as a, you know we talk about the repercussions of the whole weekend and see how it goes down. Um, that'll be an interesting conversation to have. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh today um we appreciate again Corey and goose the a7fl um we appreciate you and i keep repeating myself we appreciate the fuck out of everything and everybody for the all pro joffos highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan for myself jp for the 610 beast from the southeast mr country k we will see you guys again on wednesday deuces